0: Voice like a butterfly, a tongue that's sweet like a honeybee. It's your sister love extraordinaire, Red Sonia, aka the Song Bee. Welcome to Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast. And this is my solo cast. I'm your host, Sister Sonia B, also known as the Song Bee. This is episode number 32. So how you living? My pH level for the week is a 5, y'all. That's pretty good. 1 to 5, 5 being the most. And if you don't know, the pH factors are peace plus health times happiness or P squared. So I hope that your week was P squared at 5 and your pH level were high, meaning the most. Let me know how you're living. Shout me or leave me a comment. You can go to the Sister Love website, that's sisterlove.thevibejuice.com, or our Facebook page, which is Sisters Extraordinaire. You can also email me at slur sisters. that's S-L-U-U-R-S-I-S-T-A-S, at Gmail. So speaking of comments, we had a couple of comments to come in, and I want to share with you, read it out. And uh, the comment, this is from our last episode, which was on conflict and resolutions. And so, the first comment is, I love your solo cast. So positive and upbeat. We need more of this. Enjoyed listening. Keep it up. Thank you, Sister Chara Hutchinson. And I know Sister Chara Hutchinson. And you know what? I love you, Sister Chara. Thank you for leaving the comment and thank you for listening. And also, uh, a comment. We have a comment from Robin. She says, Truly beautiful, honest, and entertaining podcast. We want to hear more from you. Thank you, Robin, Sister Robin. That's Sister Robin May. And I also know Sister Robin May. So thank you, Chara and Robin, for listening. And you know what? I need the encouragement and inspiration as well. So I welcome and I love it. Love it, love it. So this topic today, well, it's a little bit of everything. Let's, let's do a check-in. A check-in for the month of February 2021. We are already in February and I have to say that it's only been about three weeks after the January presidential inauguration for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And you know what? I'm starting to feel okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Take a little sip of water here. I don't want to cough all in your ear. Mm. I have to say that I'm starting to, to feel like I can breathe again. I can actually exhale. I'm also starting to feel a little a little sense of, patriotism. I'm feeling a little patriotic, y'all. I'm starting to feel proud to be American again. So we're going to coast this year and we're going to gauge it. So let's just keep checking in, y'all. Check in and let me know how you're feeling. So, what else is going on in February? Um, The latest news that's come across my ears. I found out that Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, has the highest infectious disease rate amongst blacks that covers HIV and COVID. That's that's some scary news, y'all. Mississippi, wake up. Check in. Check in on your health. What are you guys doing? I mean, we know that there's, you know, some economic challenges all across the U.S. and and in every state. But Mississippi, when it comes to health, it seems to have uh, very high rates of unhealthiness compared to the other states. So, and particularly for my African-American people and residents of Mississippi, you know, HIV and, and COVID, and we're still looking at HIV. When we really thought HIV was... The whole situation was improving with more uh, and available medications so that life can be longer and to sustain life and healthy and improve the quality of it. But now we have COVID. And uh, so the state of Mississippi, health officials, you know, it's time to step up, prep up. I don't mean that in a pun, but really. Uh, you got to step up and do a better job of officials in Mississippi. And that's just everywhere. Everybody needs good health care. What else is going on? Let's check in. So February 5th, which was last week, was Women's Heart Health Day. And so that's the day that women break out in your red digs, okay, and dress it up. And it's really the American Heart Association. It's the national campaign to bring awareness and to educate and as well as raise money. But the purpose of education is to make people, and particularly women, become aware of the threat of heart disease. And apparently we're not doing as good of a job as we could. Most people aren't aware that the uh, metabolic risks that correlate with premature heart disease, particularly in middle-aged women. And apparently, heart disease is the leading cause of death for women in the U.S. One in every five female deaths can be accounted for heart disease. And although this campaign has been going on for uh, the past couple of decades or so, are you aware that only fifty percent, fifty-six percent of women are even recognize that heart disease is a number one killer in women? Now, not knowing that is almost not knowing that you can get pregnant without birth control. Okay, but I'm just saying, and not and that's just not particularly in middle aged women, uh, and, and not trying to be funny there, but seriously. If only 50 per, 56% of women are aware that heart disease is the number one killer, now we understand why they say high blood pressure is the silent killer. Okay? And this is the case, you can't say what you don't know won't hurt you. Alright? You need to know. We need to know. And it's not just being an inquiring mind, but you need to inquire about your health. We must know. So apparently what you don't know can kill you. Hello, Mississippi. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for African American women and white women in the United States. Apparently the highest. Okay? That is my black and white female, middle age. And we're talking about, you know, uh, really... They want you to pay attention 40 and over. Okay? So, that's serious. Now, the rates among Native American and Alaskan women, heart disease and cancer are about the same. That's, and it's still, that's still red flags. Heart disease is second only to cancer as a cause of death. Now, about 1 in 16 women the 20, 20, ages 20 and older have coronary heart disease. That's kind of crazy. 1 in 16 white women have coronary heart disease. With black women it's so with one in white women that's about six point one percent with black women it's six point five percent and hispanic women six percent and in Asian women, it's one in thirty at about three point two percent so listen, we gotta be heart healthy that is that's that's huge now I have to say, I had a wake up bell ringing in my ear. Okay, Uh, I had a blood test, not a blood test, but a a blood pressure test. And and I really went to a clinic to do something totally different, unrelated, (coughs) excuse me, but apparently very much related, and discovered my blood pressure was off the charts. They wanted to dismiss me immediately and have me contact my personal physician. That really frightened me. They said that my blood pressure at the time was like, something ridiculous, I don't know, was it 170 or 180 something, almost 190? I've never seen that, never been made aware of that, never known it. And I've been to the doctor at least last time to have a blood, t- my blood pressure t- check, which was last year. So you know what I did? You know what I did, people? I went out, got, well, I didn't go out. <laughs> Let me not lie, I'm going to be honest here, got right on Amazon and found a blood pressure monitor and ordered it. And for the last two weeks, we, this girlfriend here is on a, a new campaign, checking in because I am not trying to be that other uh, 44% of being clueless. All right, I love me. I love being happy. And that's something we're going to talk about a little later. But <laughs> I love being healthy and happy and uh, hello, I want to do the right things. So February, it is Black American Awareness, uh, our African American History Month. And this is the month um, now that w- there is a lot of campaigns going on around the health. People are taking charge of their health. Uh, I have friends. Hey, Bridget, give you a shout out for being on top of Instagram and encouraging people to get out there and walk or do something every day and exercise. And you know what? I'm on it. I started two weeks ago. So, you know, particularly with this pressure awareness, I don't really want to have to be on blood pressure medication, people. You know, family, I really don't want to. And I'm not going to make that the be, be the reason, though. Just because you don't want to take medication that's supposed to correct a, a situation or, or a condition that you have, don't let that be the reason that you're not going to be around. Because you don't want to do what you're supposed to do. You don't want to be disciplined. And I'm always, you know, I'm almost victim to that. It's not that I don't want to be disciplined. That's the issue of mine when it comes to exercising. And, you know, I have to kick my own butt. But I would rather attempt... To conquer something naturally and organically. I'd rather do it through lifestyle and behavioral changes and modifications in what I'm eating. So, getting back to the blood pressure. So, I decided that, you know, let me take this under, under my own wings and take charge and put on my big girl bloomers, okay? Mrs. Big Panties, you could call me. So I am now Miss Big, Mrs. Big Panties, and I am taking charge over my health because it's way out of hand. And this is years of negligence. Nobody to blame but ourselves. Years of negligence. And you know what? I think I'm getting tired of being tired. I want to love me. And that doesn't mean that I, can't, I don't love me now, but I also want to love what I see. I want to love how I feel. First of I think first and foremost, if I had to rate it, I want to love how I feel first. Then I want to love what I see next, okay? And then everything else is icing on top of that. It was about a year ago that I went to the doctor's office and uh, the nurse took my blood pressure and it's like, You're off the chart. So immediately, the doctor put me on a watch. And that watch was about, let's say, roughly over between four to six weeks. I had to go in three to four times most. And by the fourth time, if that blood pressure had not gotten down to normal, it's like, there's no excuses. We are putting you on medication. All right. So, you know what? I realized I had to kick my own butt. Now, let's admit it. A lot of times we know what to do. We've been told what to do. We've been educated and aware. So, ignorance is not an excuse. It's discipline. You know, if you had a coach waking up with you, screaming in your ear, it's time to get up. It's time to get out the bed. Put on those tennis shoes. Come on, work out, work out. That hamburger down, you know, pick up that salad, you know. I mean, somebody to just stay on your jock. We would do that, right? We would be on it. We'd be crazy. And our blood pressure would be through the roof for another reason. It's not like you have a parent in your ear, you know, ripping the covers off of you to make you get up at a certain time. Now some people, I've known people that have had to do that, <laughs> either to their child or had it done to them. I'm just saying, so sometimes we have to this is where putting on your big panties or your big drawers, you know, whatever is appropriate, and and do what you know you're supposed to do. That's it, there are no excuses. So, in the case with my blood pressure a year ago, when they told me that, I did not, like I said again, here I am a year later, repeating the same thing. That meant I lost the discipline I dropped the ball. This is the problem with resolutions. You come January, you want to make that resolution, announce it, tell everybody what you're doing. What happens February? What happens March? What happens six months later? Forget by the time Halloween comes and then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and the New Year's, and here we are all over again. I'm trying to get out of that cycle, and that samsar, all right? I'm trying to make it straight and deliberate. So what I did last year, did my, you know, uh, amateur medical (laughs) research and doctoring, and I just I decided to make some changes and some things I knew to do. The first thing I started with was a five-day fast and cleanse. It wasn't just a fast. It really, I I should say a cleanse. But it was part of a fast because part of it consisted of a juice fast. But with that, I took certain uh, supplements and cleansing uh, supplements to aid in that fast. It wasn't just a, a juice fast. But the cleanse consisted of uh, drinking and mixing certain things in juices that help to remove existing buildup and things in your digestive system, particularly in your colon, okay, that uh, to help clear your blood circulation and so forth. And after, you know, years, by the time you get middle age, if you think that you have... Things that maybe you think everything's moving out, but some things are sticking and don't need to be there. And it all depends on your what you're digesting. But I'm going to say that it doesn't matter anyway. Even if you're vegan, there are certain deposits in, from minerals and soils and you know from um, uh, chemicals. Even if there's supposed to be organic chemicals that grow some of the vegeta- vegetables and fruits that we we digest. You know, their sprays and so forth to keep the bugs away and guess what? They have uh, impact and after effects. So there are things in our not just in our colon but in our blood and just in our circulation that we need to remove. So for the five days I did a a pretty much intense juice cleanse that can you know included all of these other supplements. So but at the end of that Cleanse and I went straight to raw f- fruits and vegetables for the first two days and slowly went to a cooked food uh, meal and food regimen. But you know what? When I went back to get my blood pressure taken, guess what? It was perfect perfection. And sometimes we have to strive for that. Striving for perfection is not fun. But we can strive at least to do better. And right now, I'm not trying to be perfect. Because staying at perfect is a high high calling. But I am at least trying to do better. And I think that's all that we need to try to do, right? There you have it. All right, people. Moving right along to a little more fun topics. So, what else is news in this week check-in. Hey, let's check in on some women's success. So, Forbes last year published the under 40 self-made women that were highly successful. And so of those women, I'm going to mention three women of color that are phenomenal doing just phenomenal things and uh, boy are they highly blessed and highly favored and it comes with work and it comes with belief but it also comes with a team you need people that believe in you too so let's start with Serena Williams honey 38 years old and her net worth is 200 million and she's just physically fit and awesome at thirty-eight, and she's killing it. I love it. I love to watch her. I love to support her. She is a one of my heroes. So she's doing it, and I'm loving it. Now, what I thought this is an interesting side note is that uh, Naomi Osaka actually passed Serena not in her net worth, but at twenty-two years old. She earned the most of all female athletes over a 12-month period, and that amount was 37.4 million. That little young lady is doing it. She's awesome, and there's a few awesome young women of color in tennis. But I have to say, you know, I got to give uh, really big up and kudos to uh, Naomi she is now a new trailblazer and she is going to take the baton right from Serena and uh and and it's earned and it's earned and deservingly so. So uh right on to Naomi and who's on a great path and Serena who really is turning out to a well, wonderful, phenomenal role model. Okay, so the next uh, person that made Forbes list, richest under 40, of course, I don't have to say who, drum roll. That would be Beyonce. At 39 years old, her net worth is 400 million, and it doesn't hurt to be married to another multimillionaire. Jay Z, right? <laughs> so I'd have to say, winning. She's winning, but just doing phenomenal, phenomenal. There are some other entertainers that are doing well that are not women of color, but uh, under four, but under forty, such as Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga. Okay, uh, another tennis great, Mari, uh, Maria Shara- Sharapova. Kind of hard to say. Maria Sharpova. And then, who would ever thought that reality would make you so wealthy? Kylie Jenner. Besides, she's a model, too. That helps. And Kim Kardashian West. Hello. I could call them women of color. (laughs) I think for the sake of it, they get a pass for that. And then, finally... But not least would be Miss Rihanna, only 32 years old. My goodness. And she's the richest under 40 at $600 million. Okay. And why is that? Well, not just not because of her musical career alone, but because of her Fenty brand has uh, just excelled her and catapulted her to the top of that list. You know, and on top of that, you know, just keep in mind I want to say that the, all of these women are also contributing back to, um, you know, various charities and giving back to the communities. They're not just hogging the wealth, but they're, you know, doing really outstanding work and public work and, uh, and donations. So, you know, to organizations, women-based organizations, food-based organizations. Even uh, Beyonce has d- donated like a million to the NAACP and to help some black-owned businesses. Um, you know, just doing trailblazing work. So we honor those women and right on and just keep up the good work and keep us encouraged, y'all. It's, uh, you know, our our motivation, and it's so wonderful that we can celebrate that in Black History Month. So, moving on to the world of social media. As I went sailing down the information highway on my merry way to nowhere, minding my own merry business, I made a right turn and suddenly found myself on the corner of IG Street and FB Avenue. And here's what I found trending. Hey y'all, Bobby Brown. Happy birthday, Bobby Brown. He just turned 52. Can you believe it? He's definitely OG now. Moved in the OG zone. But speaking of Bobby Brown and his birthday, I didn't know he was Aquarius too. Uh... But Lifetime just aired the Whitney Houston and, Houston and Bobby Christina documentary. The anniversary of Whitney Houston's death is February 11th. Uh, that's just a couple of weeks after Kobe Bryant's uh, tragedy, which was in January. But nonetheless, um, now there's all kind of... Uh, Celebrations and airing and news all around Whitney Houston. And thus, the new Lifetime documentary, they've been doing a series, uh, you know, such as uh, Salt and Pepper, and did one for Wendy Williams. Well, I watched the one for uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina last night. And I guess for the sake of it, what was interesting is that. I would say the first uh, three-fourths of the documentary covered Whitney Houston. And then I would say, well, let me know. I would say, pardon, correction, three-fifths of the documentary covered Whitney Houston. And then the other fifth was about Bobby Christina. (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me, and then the very last little bit of that was on Nick uh, which was who was Bobby Christina's boyfriend and as you know, he uh, ended up uh, dying of I guess he overdosed. But now, what do I think about it? I think that the documentary, it was interesting, a lot of it was things that we knew. Um, already, and uh, I don't think it was too much that we didn't know, except the way that the documentary went. They had people that were being interviewed, and you know, uh, about having having a relationship, having had a relationship with, with Whitney Houston. So, uh, one of the people that was uh, that spoke was Sherelle. Uh, Sherelle was an RB singer. If you remember the song with Alexander O'Neill, uh, O'Neill, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, love. Well, anyway, Sherelle, and what's in it, actually went to my high school. We were in a class together, an art class. Now, my memory recalls from the art class. She used to hang around, she was real close with a dude that that they call Lightbulb. That's all I know. Lil Sherelle and Lightbulb. Now, why were they in this ceramics class? I don't know. (laughs) Because, you know, and at the time, listen, high school, everybody smoked weed. And they come in. The class was right after the lunch break. Sherelle and Lightbulb walk in, lit up like, I guess you could say like a lightbulb. And with a trail of marijuana just permeating the air all around them. And or then they sit there, roll call, and then be gone. <laughs> and that's what I remember about Sherelle. But anyway, but the uh <laughs> but anyway, but I thought it was interesting that uh the documentary had these people uh narrating. And so so like I said, some of the narrators Or, I would say, the people that were interviewed in the movie, the Lifetime movie, uh, was Sherelle. Uh, There's another young lady that's in, um, that has been in uh, Love and Hip Hop LA. I don't know her name. But nonetheless, some of the other speakers included, um, besides Sherelle, was uh, Pat Pat Brown? I think that's her sister, or, or sister-in-law, rather, uh, Tina Brown, uh, and uh, Pebbles, the singer uh, Pebbles Reed, and uh, they were some of the interviewees. So it was, uh, it was, I guess you know, it was appetizing. I don't think that there was anything that I felt that I was surprised about, even about uh, uh, Bobby Christina. Um, I think the only bit bit of information that I heard, and if I'm correct, it was her cousin who stated that she fell asleep in a bathtub with earphones on, and it sounds like she may have been intoxicated on something and had someone not come in. To get her out of the tub. She would have died. So eerily. Very similar to her mother. Whitney Houston. And as you know. 2015 Bobby Christina. I believe it was in July. Month of July. She ended up. um, They found her in the bathtub. Unconscious. um, And she was in a coma for six months. And she died. Uh, And ironically. January 1st. In 2020, Nick Gordon, who was her boyfriend, uh, was found dead in a hotel. I guess he overdosed. So uh, just a tragedy all the way around, Um, no matter how you look at it. But uh, we hope that they're all in a better place at this point. And in the Internet news, uh, lastly, um, Leon Spinks, who was a heavy world champion, he won against Muhammad Ali one time and he was never champion again. But Leon Spinks passed away on Sunday. I believe that was uh, February or Saturday or Sunday, February 7th, at the age of 67. So uh, rest in power, Brother Leon. Well, at this time, it is time for my H cube segment that's humor, health, and happiness. Okay, and we'll start with humor. And and it's always good to live by the HQ creed, okay? A little bit of humor, a little health, a little happiness. In Hollywood, six people were arrested for changing the sign, the Hollywood sign, to read Holly Boob. Okay, um, I guess they got a laugh out of that (laughs) until they were arrested. Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart now has a new podcast, and what is that podcast? He has a new podcast. I think it's called Funny. Anyway, he interviewed, um, uh, let's see, what's his name? Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, it was his first podcast. I thought it was pretty interesting. Anyway, and uh, the podcast is actually called what is it? It can be heard on Spotify. It can be heard on Stitcher. Uh, it's called Laughed Out Loud. And it's kind of cute. So, anyway, I thought what was really funny is that in the middle of about halfway point, he does an a- advertisement. I'm Obviously, he's getting maybe sponsorship or something. But of all things, he, he says, you should get a mental check-in with EverFi and he's really emphasizing getting a mental check-in I thought this is a uh, he's advertising online mental counseling this seems to be the thing listen when Kevin Hart starts doing commercials offering discount for getting mentally checked out it's pretty serious people (laughs) okay I thought that was something to laugh out loud about. And finally, everyone, you Super Bowl fans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. to And it was really a battle of the quarterbacks. The old versus the young. It was, or the young versus the old. Tom Brady, uh seasoned quarterback, formerly with the New England Patriots, now with the uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Patrick Mahone, the young buck, (laughs) uh, with Kansas City Chiefs. Well, 31-9 to wasn't much of a Super Bowl. So there's been all kind of memes about it. You could say the battle of the young and cool versus the old school. Ben Gay versus Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) In the end, the narrative will be mastery of experience versus junior flippant. With many, many lessons ahead. (laughs) That's the humor of the day. Now, in health, health news. Listen, uh, have you ever taken time to turn around and look at your own poop? Well, according to an internet doctor on Instagram who has an ad, he explains that you should look at your own poop. You can only determine how healthy you are based on the healthiness, and characteristics of your poop. So, new toilet etiquette, people, look at your poop and smell it. (laughs) If it doesn't smell healthy and it doesn't look good, and you want to determine what's good-looking poop, according to this doctor, it has to be kind of volumeless, a little loose, and easy to come out (laughs) if it's not that and smell kind of a normal smelling poop. If you can just gauge what that might be, (laughs) but there's, there's real science to the healthiness of your crap. (laughs) Okay. Uh, finally in health, uh, news, uh, Friday, it was Friday. I think the first Friday in February, and February is the month of women's heart awareness. So, Sherry Shepherd, on her Instagram post, did a glam shot in her red dudes, okay? Red duds. And from toe to head, she wore red. And she was looking good. I have to give you big up, Sherry Shepherd, because you lost weight, girl, and you're looking great. And on with happiness. So, people, who's happy these days? Well, to start off, quarterback Tom Brady. The Buccaneers team. How about the hedge co- head coach, Bruce Arians? And the Glazer family who owns the Buccaneers. That's who's happy. You know who else is happy? Robin Hood investors. That's right. Those Robin Hood investors who stopped Wall Street, brought it to its knees the first week in February by investing in GameStop and driving BlackBerry stocks so high that it went up about three and 400 points. It made a few several hundreds of thousands of dollars for people there. I tell you, I wish I were one. But that's who's happy. And you know who else is happy? Me, y'all. Because I'm back to exercising and living with less pain. And let me tell you, that is an accomplishment. When for the last three and four years, I've been in a lot of pain. And I'm doing so much better that I can kind of exercise now. Start working on that weight. Get that body snatched. And you know, maybe even get my groove back. Watch out now. (laughs) And now on with our... She rise, she rose. That's where we honor a Shiro, hero, or an organization for their work, their leadership, courage, creativity, impact, and for having a never give up spirit. And this week, Sister Love honors poet Nikki Giovanni. Nikki Giovanni is an American poet, writer, commentator, activist, and educator. She was born Yolande Cornelia Giovanni Jr. in Knoxville, Tennessee in 1943. Influenced by the early civil rights and black power movements, she gained fame and recognition in the late 60s as one of the foremost authors of the black arts movement. She gave her first public reading at the New York City jazz spot, Birdland and over the decades, she continues to address social issues, relationship, and culture. She's received more than 75 awards and recognition, including the NAACP Award and the Maya Angelou Lifetime Achievement Award in 2007. Her most recent collection is titled Make Me Rain, published October 2020. Ms. Giovanni currently is a professor at Virginia Tech University, she is a bold-hearted literary activist and writer. Nikki Giovanni is our sister love Shiro. Well, that's it for our show today. This, I believe, we can all get along. I believe that laughter heals the soul. And I believe if you just be happy, then you won't have to go searching for it. February 12th is the beginning of the Chinese Lunar Calendar New Year, Year of the Ox. Oxes are known for honest nature, diligence, strength, and determination. They're good planners, and as a result, they often enjoy great success. So go out and be successful. Be sure to follow, like, and support that Sisters Extraordinaire on Facebook, on Twitter, it's just Sonia Brooks. Anyway be safe gung hao Fat choy